Uh, pleasure to be joined by uh, TRU lawyer and lecturer Jeffrey Myers. Jeff, how are you, man? I'm good. Good to speak to you, Shane. Yeah, good to speak to you again. I know it's uh, only been a day or two as opposed to our usually weekly chat, but things are moving fast these days. Uh, as you know, uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions is the AG no longer, forced to resign by uh, U.S. President Donald Trump, and uh, Matt Whitaker has been replacing him as the sort of interim AG until they can figure something out. Uh, this has some interesting implications. I guess off the top, what's your sort of read of the situation as a whole? Um, well, l- let me first say that it's it does have interesting implications because normally uh, it would be when the attorney general was uh, resigned or otherwise fired or left their post that the person who would step in would be the deputy attorney general. Now, of course, in this case, the person uh, the deputy attorney general is Rod Rosenstein. Now, it is within the president's discretion to appoint somebody else uh, to act uh, as attorney general. In this case, that's what he's done. He's appointed uh, Mr. Whitaker, who's uh, was uh, Mr. Sessions' chief of staff, so known to be a very um, outspoken uh, critic of the Mueller investigation, which he's described as a witch hunt, and he's described you know any attempts to look into Mr. Trump's finances and his family finances and his uh, investments uh, as they relate to potential collusion with Russia as being crossing a red line, uh, and so he has shown uh, loyalty to Mr. Trump, which Mr. Trump likes, and is probably one of the reasons he's put him in that position. And he will, if he's if he remains in that position, he will take over supervision of the Mueller investigation until such a time as a new attorney general is chosen or he's um, confirmed by the Senate on a more uh, permanent basis, and uh, Mr. Rosenstein, who's been less critical and has allowed the Mueller investigation to go ahead and uh, been clear that he was going to wait for its results, will be out of that position um, for the time being. So it certainly is an opportunity for Mr. Trump to start exercising more um, direct influence uh, over the uh, Mueller investigation and to apply some pressure and even possibly a first step uh, towards firing uh, Mr. Mueller, which would have to happen through the Attorney General, and he knew it wouldn't happen through Rosenstein, but through Whitaker as acting Attorney General, it certainly could happen. All right, well, let's, uh, there's there's a lot to dig into here, so uh, why don't we start with how he could impact the, the, the Mueller probe. I know Mr. Whitaker uh, wrote an op-ed last year where he suggested sort of financially strangling it off by just reducing the funding to the, such extent that uh, Mr. Mueller couldn't operate, uh, and as I understand it, uh, the only other way to remove it, I believe, is a misconduct, dereliction of duty, conflict of interest, something like that. Uh, I don't know if Mr. Trump can make a case in any of those three fronts, but what do you think? Well, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces here, but one of the things I think listeners should know is that in 1999, after the um, st- uh, after the uh, investigation um, of uh, Bill Clinton by Special Prosecutor Kenneth Starr, and remember that uh, newly appointed Justice Kavanaugh was a deputy on that um, on that uh, investigation, uh, the 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 powers of the of the special what's now called the Special um, Counsel were reduced, and what that meant was that the the um, um, capacity, the independence of that person from the executive and, the, and their inoculation from being fired or pressurized was slightly removed because the consensus was at the time that the Starr investigation had really hindered Mr. Clinton in the execution of his duties and that it was too much of a burden on a sitting president to have an investigation like that and that they were, um, you know, too, too inclined to like sort of go off on wild goose chases and otherwise distract the president from his important duties. So the, the legislation was sort of amended to make 
to, to weaken effectively special prosecutor and turning them into what's called the special counsel. So that's the role that Mr. Mueller has walked into. So he's a little more. So one thing that the new Republican Congress could try to do is to pass legislation bringing back the old system, as it were, where the special counsel, where the special counsel was really more of a special prosecutor and was more inoculated from interference by the president. However, of course, they wouldn't pass that legislation. Uh, through uh, the Senate, because the Senate remains now even more so in the control of the Republicans. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot going Do you think that, I mean, Donald Trump himself has, has called this thing a hoax, uh, even as early as this morning, a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. Uh, he's taken direct runs at Mr. Mueller, uh, trying to make some kind of case that perhaps this is a Democrat plot, all this kind of stuff. Uh, do you think that, that he's sort of laying a foundation for a possible conflict of interest exit uh, on that front or no? Well, I mean, I, I think one thing, just before I even answer that question, I mean, Mr. Whitaker, right, he's not recused himself uh, as uh, having a conflict, but there's ethics uh, experts in the Justice Department who will be advising him, and they may well advise him as they advised Mr. Sessions, who had neglected to um, tell uh, Senate and confirmation hearings that he'd met with Sergei Kislyak, the Russian ambassador, during the uh, campaign. They may well advise him based on the comments that he's made and the editorials that he's written that he should recuse himself because even if there isn't a conflict, there's an appearance. But um, it's and it would create a crisis if he didn't agree to that um, recommendation. So we don't know what's going to happen with this. But I mean, I think the facts speak for themselves. First, let's let me let me just remind your listeners that there have already in the 18-month um, Mueller probe there've already been 32 charges laid, uh, including 26 charges against Russian people who are connected to the Russian security services. Um, obviously, it will be hard to bring those people to justice or exercise jurisdiction over them unless they enter into the United States, which they won't. But we've also had four Trump uh, senior-level Trump aides who've pled guilty to various charges, and most recently, former campaign manager Paul Manafort, right, who was convicted of eight federal crimes carrying a sentence of up to 240 years. And in those, uh, char- in those uh, convictions, Mr. Pre- the, Mr. Trump himself was named as an unindicted co-conspirator. We've also seen guilty pleas from Michael Flynn, Rick H., George Papadopoulos, and others associated with the Trump campaign. Now, we have... Um, We've never had the Mueller investigation, unlike the Trump White House, is not, it doesn't leak, it doesn't uh, give any information. So it's a bit speculative. We certainly have no public announcement from the Mueller investigation as to whether Mr. Trump, he believes Mr. Trump or his associates actually conspired with Russia or whether the president obstructed justice. But there's a lot of speculation and there's a lot of evidence available, I think, even publicly about particularly obstruction of justice, right? So that sort of um, where we are, and of course, Mr. Um, Mueller being the kind of by the rules, um, you know, uh, by the book, Boy Scout, um, rule of law, lawyer that he is, abided by Justice uh, Department guidelines not to uh, make any high profile moves or indictments on the investigation that might be perceived to interfere with the outcome of the election, not to repeat, as it were, the mistake that uh, Mr. Comey made in terms of coming out the way he did in a way that likely influenced the election. So before the election got into its final weeks and months, he was looking at uh, Trump senior advisor uh, Roger Stone, um, who was said to have been for for involvement with the WikiLeaks um, 
uh, leaks of all of these um, emails from high-ranking Democrats, which influence the outcome of the election. And so we're not sure what's going to happen with that. And we're, we also know that Mr. Trump now has been asked a series of questions by Mueller's team, which he's agreed, his legal counsel have agreed to provide written answers to by mid-November. Uh, but they haven't been asked yet, and it's pretty clear that if they were and when they are asked to ask their questions in a face-to-face basis, in-person interview, allow the president to be interviewed by Mr. Mueller, that they will fight that, and it will likely go to the Supreme Court of the United States. And it's possible that the tie-breaking vote on that, if he doesn't recuse himself, would be one uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who owes his entire career uh, at the Supreme Court to Mr. Trump, and who has, by the way, um, said that after his experience on the uh, Starr investigation, he's not sure the president should be uh, submitted to that type of scrutiny in the future. Um, so it's it's a pretty ugly situation with an enormous amount of potential things that can go sideways and a lot of potential for conflict of interest all over the place. And it, it's fairly clear to see how um, Mr. Trump is trying to set the table uh, here. Uh, one other aspect of this that I've seen already bandied about is uh, whether Mr. Whitaker has the power as the interim AG to essentially sort of squash Mueller's report. I mean, we don't know when he's going to submit his final report, but for argument's sake, let's say that he does next week, yeah. uh, and Mr. Whitaker could put the whole thing under lock and key and nobody could see it and it will never see the light of day. Your thought on that? Well, I mean, the the point is is that the 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 you know, the report is going to come out, it, speculation, we don't really know, but it probably within uh, weeks or months. It's getting towards the end of, of it. And so now, yes, that report will go, it would have gone to um, uh, Rod Rosenstein, I think who we could have been fairly confident, would at least share that with um, relevant oversight committees in uh, in the House, and uh, if not the entire uh, Congress. And then they would probably redact and some of it would be released to the public. But in the, it's certainly possible for the Attorney General to um, you know, sit on it. As a matter of law, there's no absolute entitlement that this report goes public. Nevertheless, I think the political costs of doing that would be enormous. So I do think that attempting to bury the report um, is not an outcome which would likely lead to, um, you know, resolution. It would likely lead to a prolonged and intense uh, political um, crisis. But yes, the idea that the entire American public and even the entire Congress is going to get uh, a full view of the of the Mueller report and that they're going to have a mandate to act clearly on that basis. It's just not clear that's the case. And, you know, even if it was, again, you, you require two-thirds uh, majority of the Senate to convict somebody, a president, um, after they've been impeached by Congress. So even if now that Congress is controlled by the Democrats, they could somehow impeach, and there's, they've given no indication that they're going to do that immediately. They're going to increase their oversight. Even if they did that, that impeachment trial would likely result in an acquittal at the Senate anyway. So, you know, it's not, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not looking like, uh, you know, impeachment is, is necessarily any closer uh, now that this has happened. All right. A final question, Jeff, and it's one I think we've covered this ground before, but uh, I just want to get your thought because Mr. Trump uh, did make the comments this morning on a rather frenetic press conference. Uh, he said, uh, and I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but he could fire everybody. He could fire Mueller. He could do it now, uh, but he won't because he wants to uh, let this whole thing unfold because it's a hoax, all this kind of stuff. Uh, simple question to you. Does he have the power as president to fire the whole lot and end that thing or no? I mean, I think the short answer is he does have the power to uh, fire his attorney general. 
And so he has a fire to, he has the power to fire any of his um, cabinet secretaries. Um, and once and and uh, and so what ends up happening is kind of like what happened with Nixon, right? So if you want uh, a special counsel or investigation to go away, and you ask your attorney general to do that, and they don't do it, then you fire them, and they, the deputy comes in. You ask them to do it. If they don't do it, you keep firing again. Again, in Nixon's case, the political cost was that they led him to resign. Right, because of the um, optics of it and because of the political repercussions. It's not clear that somebody like Mr. Trump would proceed by resigning. He'd fight all the way to the end, and there are certain structural reasons for him to believe he could hang on. Um, but yeah, the president is free um, you know, to fire uh, his cabinet. Uh, he can't directly fire the special a prosecutor, a special investigator, but he can fire the the attorney general who's overseeing the investigation. So, again, the fact that you can legally do things, I mean, again, it's also the same question as can a president be indicted? A president can't be criminally indicted, but he can be impeached, and after he's impeached and convicted in the Senate, he can then, as a private citizen, potentially be indicted. But just because you can't be indicted as a president or just because you can fire anyone you want doesn't mean that there's no political consequences to doing those things. Thanks for your insight again, and I'm sure we'll be chatting very soon. Always a pleasure, Shane. Take care.